Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm gonna dig a few more holes. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Well, good morning, West Texans. All you good, fine, friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We will turn morning into afternoon. We will take you till one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in the Hubbleplex Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. You could already be texting in. You know the number 806-855-3712. On Fridays, we always ask you to tell us the most Texan thing you have done. So you could start off with that before we get to the question of the day, talking Big 12 basketball. The uh, Texas Tech men's basketball coach search as that is going on. And then we've got Red Raider baseball coming up tonight against a 10-1 and Iowa team out at Dan Law Field, Rip Griffin Park. So all of that, plus as the Pac-12 burns, the ongoing soap opera, it just gets better and better every single day. 806-855-3712 for you to join us, like we said uh, if you're listening on the apps, we thank you. If you hadn't downloaded the Talk 103.9 FM app, you ought to go to kkm.com and be sure you turn on the notifications so you can get notified about the things that are notification worthy. Follow the station on Twitter at Talk 1039. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. The show never ends. We come back even in the evenings with the daily broadcast around 6.30-ish. Sum up the day. Highly interactive online presentation. We love going back and forth with you guys on that. If you miss one, you can check it out on our website, theraiderland.com. But be sure and follow us on Twitter at Ryan Hyatt Media. He is Rob Bro, host of the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2 Monday through Fridays on Talk 103.9 FM. One-third of the gambling gachos. King ahead of the day. He pulses the people when the people need pulsing. Happy Friday. After what has been just like two weeks in one week or something, this has been just an incredibly long week in, in my mind. It has felt that way. Yeah, and it, uh, I wouldn't even hear Monday. No. It feels like it's feel like we've yeah, uh, you're been driving able to back from Houston. Things, and yeah. I just, it, it feels like it's just been this one odd, you know, enduring moment since Sunday afternoon, this past Sunday, when they announced the suspension of Mark Adams. Then, of course, you've had both the uh, Tech Men and Lady Raiders get knocked out of the Big 12 tournament. You've had the resignation of Mark Adams, and now the coaching search begins. And thank goodness for Tim Tadlock and Tech Baseball. We appreciate you. Going to give us something to take our minds off some of this stuff over the uh, coming days with the Iowa Hawkeyes making the return trip after Tech went up there. Was it last season they went up there or two seasons ago? Now I'm, I, I, I'm confusing myself on uh, last year. They was? played a two-game series because the first one got canceled. Yeah, the got the weather. got colded out and stuff up there. It was there. last year early because you played Iowa State and Mississippi State on the road. Went to Biloxi. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't, that wasn't a true road game, but road series. There you go. All right, uh, let's get the question of the day out, then we'll start uh, bouncing around, get your uh, text messages in, and uh, kick around everything and anything that uh, 
you want to visit with on a Friday, uh, be sure to get going on the most texting thing you've done, 806-855-3712. I put this out on Twitter last night, and I, I enjoyed the responses so much, I wanted to continue to, the discussion here uh, today on the radio show, and it's, it's simply this. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 obviously being the best, thank you, Bo Derek. how do you rate the Texas Tech men's basketball job? That as you look at Tech and the landscape of men's college bas- basketball, Nationally, Big 12, whatever, because that's you're competing with everybody else who wants to hire a coach right now. You're not just competing on the court. That's one aspect of it. But you're also competing for the ability to get the coach you want. So where does this job rank now? When you look at the totality of it, the facilities, the money, the fan support, the ability to recruit, um, empirically proven evidence that you can win at a high level recently in the toughest conference in the land. Somebody, some media guy, who was it? Was Oh, his friend Frischilla said something on Twitter about kind of tired of this toughest conference or whatever talk. I'm like, what? What are you, what are you doing, Fran? I thought Fran was a Big 12 guy. I he was a Big 12 guy. Is there, what is, yeah, it's the best conference in America. Go with it. Now we don't want to, you know, we don't want to misconstrue anything that Fran would say on air. No, because then we'd ha- he would hate us. Then he would hate us, and he would never have pizza with you or me. On a scale of one to ten, where is this tank job? Where do you rank it now? Because it wasn't long ago. You go back ten years, right? You go back ten years when you're. Uh, trying to get Tubby Smith in, and your job, other than the United Supermarkets Arena, that's about it. You are not a a destination. The fan support had all but gone away, didn't have a womble at that time. Um, Yeah. So in a decade, you have completely raised the profile of this job. Where does it rank in your mind? 806-855-3712 for you guys to text in on that. Uh, Doughboy, our resident trucker in Raiderland, uh, texting in. He's uh, headed to the house. Uh, load an Abilene on Monday. So get a few days home for Guns Up Trucking. If you see him on the road uh, anytime, honk, give him the guns up, let him know. Doughboy, the official trucker out there in Raiderland. Did, uh, were we surprised by anything that happened at the Big 12 tournament yesterday? The actual on the court stuff. No, no, no way to be surprised by any of, of it if you've watched no. the Big Twelve. I mean, Iowa State swept Baylor this year. Uh, Kansas won easily. By the way, good. I would say good news. The reports on Bill Self seem to be a lot better than they were twenty four hours ago. That they are saying it's it's not a heart heart attack. Um, they did say procedure though. They did say procedure, and the so procedure I, went well. Whatever that was, uh, my, you know. As you say, minor procedures are for somebody else. Yeah, uh, but it, it sure sounds like good news that he will be available for the NCAA tournament for them. They handled West Virginia. West Virginia looked like they played a game the night before and were a little gassed, and that's one of the reasons why we talked about going into this thing, how hard it is for any of the teams playing on Wednesday to mount deep runs, certainly in this year, Is Kansas in health- this season. Is Kansas healthy enough to be a tournament favorite? Uh, for the NCAA, yeah. If not Kansas, then whom? You know, if you don't make Kansas a favorite, then you mean in the Big Twelve? Or well, I'm saying in the NCAA tournament. I oh, thought lots are, of teams. Uh, I thought. Are you talking Big Twelve? No, I was talking period. Oh, okay. Yeah. Overall, 
if I don't make Kansas the favorite, I've got to make somebody else the favorite. Everybody has some fatal flaw right now. I don't know. Kevin McCuller hardly playing yesterday. Yeah. Had like a back brace on. Texas destroyed the Oklahoma State dream last night in the other session. And then uh, what I what I said could have been one of the better games of the tournament uh, turned into a stinker. TCU said, Lampkins, we're glad he's gone. Watch us blow the doors off of Jerome Tang and the Kansas State Wildcats, 80-67. to 67. Again, not surprised right. by that outcome. Maybe a little bit on the margin. And I hate to say it, but did we see a little bit of the lack of tournament coaching experience for Jerome Tang and that staff that, hey, that this is your first time? I was looking at it from the standpoint of a motivated coach in tournament settings is, is a good thing to me. Right. A coach who wants to, he wants to win that thing. Not saying that they all don't, but there's different motivation levels. But then it, it gave me a little pause. Okay. This is his first go around as a head coach. This is his first go around in the postseason as a head coach. Factor that into the NCAA tournament for sure. And when we talk about teams that make deep runs, uh, more or less over the last 20 years, other than Kevin Ollie, I think, with uh, Villanova, or no, uh, UConn, pardon me, every coach that's won a national title has at least been to a Sweet 16. File that away in your little nuggets when you start doing your brackets right. Sunday night and look first off on a screen of, has this coach been to a Sweet 16? It's a long way to get to the point that, you know, it just makes me wonder a little bit that inexperience factor, did it come into play? Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of the Texas game, so I, I can't really speak to how good they looked or otherwise. But, yeah, Kansas uh, still looking like, here we go. Here we go, Chalk. Um, Oklahoma State, though, I think they're out of the NCAA tournament now. I think they're going to be right in that first four, first eight, left out. They were already right there on the bubble, and they needed they needed that game. They needed that game because you don't get anything by beating Oklahoma. That was their problem on Wednesday night, all it did it gave you a win, but it didn't give you a bump up on anything. I think we're going to see the Big 12 end up with seven teams in the NCAA tournament. And you know what? That's still pretty darn good. That's 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 still pretty impressive to me yeah. that you end up with that number. Uh, on a moderately related note, I think we all knew this was coming. Texas Tech, though, did make it official, I believe. Uh, Carlos at the AJ was the first one to report it. Uh, no, no postseason, no NIT will not. What was the phrase? Will not make themselves available. Something, <laughs> Something like along that, those yeah. lines, like a very formal. Uh, we are not going to make ourselves available. I think we all probably knew that that was going to be the case. And then other uh, one other note uh, around college basketball: the steam sure does seem to be picking up. Chris Beard, Ole Miss. I believe it was Sports Illustrated late yesterday reporting that Ole Miss is on the verge of hiring Chris Beard. I was told that um, that Ole Miss officials were making it fairly clear to Beard, if you want this job, you tell us right now that we're not going to do a song and dance. We're not going to be some sort of imaginary leverage for you out there in the marketplace. That I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say, Rob, that it was a deadline, but I think Ole Miss probably gave Chris Beard's camp 
very firm indication uh, that you will you will tell us your answer. We're not going to let you be Aaron Rodgers. I think that gets done today. Why would you get that done today if you're Ole Miss? Friday news dump, a weekend that will be covered up in conference tournaments, yep. the NCAA tournament selection show Sunday, everybody's filling out their brackets, that within 24 hours there's no air in the room for people to write bad columns about Ole Miss hiring Chris Beard. Right. That that's why you do it today. If you're going to do it, and then by the time Monday rolls around, it's like, oh, yeah, Chris Beard is, where is he? He went to Mississippi State? I thought that, oh, no, Ole Miss? Yeah. Uh, uh, before we hit the first timeout, we get the text line rolling, 806-855-3712. Question of the day, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate Texas Tech's men's basketball job? A Plainsman in Dallas checking in says the Tech basketball job, 7.5. 7.5, maybe a top 15 job. Uh, if it's a top 15 job, then it needs to be higher than 7.5, I would say. A top 15 job, in my mind, would be right around 8.59. I think people forget or don't count. There are 330 <laughs> Division One FBS basketball programs. Yes, there are. So out of 130, you could probably say 15 is, I don't know, 7.5, 8, um, with the top 10 being the 9s and 10s. And there are truly a certain amount of great jobs in college football that weren't that. But out of 330, 15 has got to be 8 or 9. I mean, that's yeah. just how it works. Yeah, I would, I would have it a little higher if you think it's a top 15 job on the destination. All right, it's up to you guys. Text in. Tell us the most Texan thing you've done this week. Um, if you want to discuss a little Big 12 or Texas Tech basketball uh, from a hoop standpoint, we can. And then on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate Texas Tech men's basketball job? When we come back, Rob, we're going to do something I've decided that we have not done in years on this show. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. Then it is the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2 on Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. We got you in San Angelo on ESPN 960 asking you every Friday, what's the most Texan thing you did this week? And then today, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the Texas Tech men's basketball job? Where do you think it falls in the grand scheme of things as they begin searching for a coach? We can talk about all that. Um, and now we transition from the Mark Adams resignation to the coach search portion of our fun uh, and all that going on for you. So uh, get on the text line, 806-855-3712. Uh, texter wants to know, would Billy Donovan be a good fit for Tech as head coach? I liked him on the Oklahoma City Thunder bench. Isn't he? Uh, what's he doing now? Bulls? No. He's with the Bulls. Yeah, he is with the Bulls, isn't he? Yeah, I think that would be a great hire. Are they getting rid of him or something? No. Well, he's got to steal him away from the Bulls. He's been there. They're 30 and 36. I'm sure there would be a move, maybe. Yeah. If he wants to get back in the college game, there are a couple of jobs open that, that would be good for him. I think Texas Tech is one of them. How old is he now? 
56. Because it's not bad. No. Man, I would have him older than that. I would have... In my mind, he won back-to-back championships in 07, 08 Yeah, as a young coach. Yeah, yeah. Started off there at Providence and went on down to Florida. I mean, you could do worse, right? If we're talking about, we were talking yesterday. Do you want the young up-and-coming coach, or you want an old veteran coach? Older, I should say, older veteran coach um, with skins on the wall that he would fit that criteria. And in the NIL era, there's never been a better opportunity to come back to college basketball after NBA experience. Yeah. We always talk about, well, how can college coaches keep a locker room when all these players have different contracts? Well, an NBA coach would they do, to do it, that. Yeah, they do it every day in the NBA, some better than others. 806-855-3712. Scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate the Texas Tech uh, men's basketball job? All right, here right, we're doing something today we hadn't done in years. In fact, Rob, I'm not sure we've done it on this incarnation of the radio show, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. It was a staple of the Williams and Hyatt show for many a year. I've, am co- of course, talking about the Friday trifecta, where we would ask folks, we'd give you three prongs of the trifecta, you get all three right, hey, we'll get you a little something. We're going to do that today. You're going to be playing for we got some tickets to the Oklahoma State Series, right? So we'll do that. We'll throw in some Domino's pizza because we want you to be well-fed. You got to get all three of these right on your trifecta p- predictions. First one combined strikeouts by Texas Tech starting pitching. Starting pitching is the key on that. So you got Girton going today, Molina on Saturday, and Kyle Robinson has pitched his way into the rotation, certainly after that uh, nice outing against Texas A&M late Sunday night, almost into Sunday morning. So those are your starting pitchers as they get underway tonight at 6.30 against uh, the 10-1 Iowa team. So the first one, combined strikeouts, tech starting pitching. Gut feeling, gut feeling on that. Three games, average five-inning start, so 15 innings of pitching. Molina and Girton can be high strikeout guys when they're on. Yeah, just starters. Just starters. I'd probably say 14.5. 14 14.5 I think is a good number. 14.5 I think is a solid number. Uh, next up. Gavin Cash home runs. Man, he had at least two in Houston that should have been. Yeah, he's got four on the year. Three games set against Iowa. 2.5? I would take the under. Yeah. Just because of who's pitching on Saturday. Have you heard about this guy? Brecht? What's that? Oh, Brecht on Saturday? Yeah, Yeah, 1-0, 2.19 ERA. The dude is a receiver on the football team. Mm Mm-hmm. Throws a hundred. That's fast. Um, now, if you connect on a hundred at Dan Law, it's gone. You can turn it around. So I'm not saying they won't be able to hit him, but he's really good. Uh, now he's not Jeff Samarja. Jeff Samarja at Notre Samarja. Dame, receiver, pitcher at Notre Dame, uh, a while back now. Yes, yeah, going. That that dude was an All American, um, wide receiver. Yeah, and also through gas. This guy is a, a elite pitcher that also plays wide receiver. I see what you did there. Yeah. Final prong of the trifecta, tech wins. Number of tech wins. I'll go two if I were throwing one out on this one. You take two or three from these people, you got to feel pretty good about the weekend. So it's combined strikeouts, tech starting pitching, Gavin Cash home runs, tech wins. You give me all three of those, you get it right, we'll get you. Set up with some uh, tickets uh, for Tech Baseball, future games, and then uh, Domino's Pizza 
on us. 806-855-3712. That's 806-855-3712. Texter uh, says, having experience with modern NBA players might translate well into the NIL era of college basketball. I agree. I mean, it certainly can't hurt that not more and more, the term CEO head coach gets thrown around so much, Rob, I think it's almost lost its meaning. That in college basketball, you still have to be an X's and O's coach. You still have to be in charge of that aspect. But now you are having to wear another hat, as you just said, of managing a locker room. Now, used to it just, hey, we've got to keep everybody happy. Right? Good. We talk about chemistry. you got to have good chemistry in the locker room. Well, now you have entered into the era of NIL, which is a de facto professional basketball. It is the NBA by any other name in major college basketball going forward. Right. And that I can 100% get behind the idea of a head coach that has that locker room type experience in dealing with these things. Yeah. I mean, it almost makes too much sense. Now, he's making uh, $6 million in, in Chicago, Yeah, Billy Donovan. Um, I don't think he'd have to match. Well, if he gets fired, if they're... Right, right, the that's, people, what yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. That, okay, if he's out of a job, he ain't making anything. Right, or even if he's leaving. And I don't know, uh, I don't know if he'll get fired in the next month. He'll probably coach out the year, which would mean there would be some kind of buyout because you would be stealing him away, but... Yeah. If the thought process is he is leaving at the end of the year, it's worth a contact to the agent. Why not? Make him say no. Yeah. The old man texting in. Most Texan thing he did was go to Rudos in New Mexico. Solid eight for the tech basketball job. A1 facilities, fan base, and conference. Scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate this tech job? You tell us. 806-855-3712. Get your trifecta picks in. Combined case, starting pitching, Gavin Cash home runs, tech wins. 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you to one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. Get us on ESPN nine sixty in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. Rob Bro Show comes your way one to two on Talk one hundred three nine. So download that app at kkm dot com and you can listen no matter where you are. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. We ask you today on a scale of one to ten, how do you rate the Texas Tech men's basketball job? How does it stack up around the country, in your opinion? And uh, you factor in everything. Fans, facilities, talent, access to talent, although in basketball it's a little different than football. Uh, most Texan thing you have done, if you want to continue to, and I have, I have a feeling you do and will for the coming weeks, uh, potential candidates, the ones you like, the names you're hearing. Do you like some of the names you're hearing? Do you not like some of the names you're hearing? This is in its infancy uh, as the uh, coach search moves along. And then we've got Tech Baseball tonight 
Friday night trifecta for you. Get all three prongs right. We'll get you some Domino's pizza, and we'll get you some Tech baseball tickets. Uh, combined K's by Tech starting pitching. We've established a moderate over-under of 14.4. Uh, Gavin Cash home runs, 2.5, why not? And then uh, Texas Tech wins on the weekend. I think they can go two of three. This this Iowa team is not a bad team, obviously, but when you look at a deeper dive of who they have played, um, their schedule may be even a little weaker than Texas Tech's at this point in the season. They've got losses to Kansas State, uh, I believe was one of the losses going through their uh, their schedule this year. So uh, no, I'm sorry, it was uh, Sam Houston. They beat Kansas State 65. The loss is to Sam Houston. Uh but then you have a, a slew of the Indiana States uh Quinnipiac uh, or Quinnipiac, I never know how to say it. Rob, are you familiar with Loras? L O R A S. Is that the uh, protector of the forest? I trees? Don't know, but they beat them 9 to 2. Oh. Maybe that's the Lorax. Coe College. Apparently, David Allen Coe finally got the recognition he deserved. Nice. And there is now a Coe College. Is that like uh, the Stephen F. Austin University? They just named it after him? Yeah, they just named it after him right there. Okay, George Washington University? Yeah. Coe College. So um, that's that's who they are uh, as far as schedule-wise with uh, the 10 and one record. But they got after you pretty good. They played good baseball last year. So, I mean, I expect this is a, a legitimate team from a little legitimate con- uh, conference. He so split last year. Expecting some uh, some good baseball to be played out at Dan Law Field. Yeah, and 10-1 and and in baseball is good. I don't care who you're playing. Yeah. Uh, just like New Mexico. New Mexico uh, was 12-2. and 12-3 two? Two? now, but 6-3 game, and it was competitive. And they were a good team. Yeah. So to win baseball games, you have to show up every day. And again, it takes one poor pitching performance to to take a loss, really. Yeah. If your offense doesn't respond. Speaking of pitching, uh, and and we're going to visit with uh, David Collier in hour number two and talk a little Texas Tech baseball. You obviously know what you've got in Molina. So, you know, even if he goes out and has a little bit of a rough outing, I ain't going to worry about it one bit. I know what I've got there. Gurton, we know what he looks like when he's healthy. Uh, for for Kyle Randolph, I just really want him to back up what he did Sunday night. Yeah, Robinson. Robinson, sorry. Uh, and, and if he can do that, I mean, give, give me five strong on Sunday. Yep. Give me five strong on Sunday because most weekends, Molina's probably going to eat some innings for you on Saturday and stretch your bullpen back out for whatever you needed them for on Friday. That You've got the arms. You can ham and egg it on Sunday. But give me get where you can give me five, and I would be completely happy with that. Girton looked really good early against Rice. I would really like to see the Friday game uh, use an opener. Okay. I really like Girton, but if he can only give you four innings, I would much rather those innings be three, four, five, six, and then if he's hot, seven. Uh, I would I would really like to see that part of the lineup, and uh, it throws them off because they're expecting to see a guy two or three times once you start. Yeah. So if you could see too early, you got a just, candidate in mind for your uh, your douche shedder combination. Yeah, I think there's uh, several guys. I think Tabor Fast okay. has shown some quality as a starter. 
Girton, though, he just seems better out of the pen. And if he can prepare, see the game, whatever it is, um, you came into the season with six named starters. Yeah. So there's guys out there. Well, I'm not opposed to that idea uh, at all. We've seen it work effectively for Trent Parrish, yeah. if you could start uh, him for a couple innings. And again, if that guy looks good and goes five because he's dealing, then you just have a, a four-inning closure with Girton and use those two guys and save your pin. Or if he struggles, Girton, you know he can give you six if he needs to. Yeah. It just it feels right. And in college baseball, I know, I know major league teams use it prevalently now uh, with the Cardinals and the Rays and a lot of teams out there doing it, but it really does feel to fit the college game Mm -hmm. to to have an opener. And especially with Tadlock, a guy who doesn't like to pitch a guy more than 85, 90 pitches, why not? That's the thing. Girton can give you 80. I can't remember his exact pitch count the other day against Rice. Part of it, he's got to be more efficient. The four walks were what hurt him as far as pitching deeper into that game that 80 pitches ought to get you five. You ought to be able to get through five on 80 pitches and just be more efficient. But, again, I, we've watched this team get to Omaha using that, you know, starter-closer type mix. Yeah. So Tim Tadlock, obviously not opposed to it. Well, and the most often referenced one is Duchetter, but there was another one. And now that I'm talking about it, I can't remember. Ah, uh, it was recent. Maybe in 19, I had a stepbrothers meet. Was it Micah Dallas? Micah Dallas had a guy, and it was just those two every Friday night. It was Micah Dallas and... Man, the, my, my mind's going blank on did that Did it one. start with a B? Bonin? No. It wasn't Bonin. Ah, well. I'm going to go look it up. Because I, I, I had a stepbrothers meme that I used because it was just those two every Friday. But Right. And, and even if it is just Girton for five, I do feel like you need a you need your... Second and third best pitchers, because your first best pitcher goes on Saturday. But on Friday, if you could find two guys to to pitch every Friday, uh, I would really feel comfortable about Friday and Saturday. I, I feel pretty comfortable now. Uh, even on Sunday, I like this team a lot, but I would like that combo to be found. Yeah, if I it's, agree. If it's fast and Girton, I think that's good, because there's also you know fast and Girtness that we could do. <laughs> that was I just thought of that. You got there. You got it there. <laughs> the fast and the girtness. Yeah, just the memes really is all yeah, I care that's about. That's all we're looking for here is cheap content on Twitter. Uh so Friday Friday Trifecta, here we go. Combined K's by Texas Tech starting pitching. Gavin Cash home runs, tech wins. Uh you get all three of those right. Uh, we'll get set up with some Domino's pizza, and we'll get you set up with uh, a little bit of a Texas Tech baseball tickets, probably up to your choosing on that. Uh, basketball today on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate this Texas Tech men's basketball job? You got thoughts on the uh, coach search? We want to hear from you on that. And uh, we will get to the Utah AD. Did you see the Utah AD? Yes. He really doesn't want to be in the Big 12. That nerd. I love it. Uh, text, texter on the text line, 806-855-3712. Tech men's basketball has to be one of the best jobs out there in terms of performance pressure versus compensation, right? Top 10 compensation in the fans and in men uh, will be happy with consistent top 25 performance, sweet 16 every two to three, three years. I don't think this texter is reading the room right right now, you know? I think the elevation expectations now is that you're expecting to uh, 
go to the NCAA tournament every year. You're expecting to win 20 games every year. You're expecting to win minimum of a game in the NCAA tournament. Yes. Minimum. These are minimum expectations. Making the tournament is the minimum expectation. Making the NCAA tournament. I think that is uh, a fine expectation, just like making a bowl game. Yeah. Bottom line, they roll it out. You ought to be one of the top seven teams in the Big 12. Let's say just going forward, even with the addition of uh, four more teams, that you ought to be in the top seven of the Big 12. And you also get the, the benefit of being in the Big 12 when you're talking about jobs. Yeah. The fact that you're in this conference puts you in the top 40. Yeah. Just because, like, just show up and be in the, like, Oklahoma State top 40 job because they're in the Big 12. And then you add top three fan support in the Big 12 with basketball, top four this year, even though you're 5 and 13. Unbelievable support for a bad team. With Kansas State, Iowa State, and Kansas ahead of you this year, probably. Um, but you could probably go look at the attendance numbers and say that Texas Tech was top two, maybe. Across the last five years, you're top two behind Kansas. Mm-hmm. Easily. But I do think the expectations have gone up. Yeah. Yes. There, there were people that wanted to fire Mark Adams this year yeah. during Just the losing based on streak ba- based on what was going on on the court with no knowledge of what was transpiring behind the scenes, that they were ready to say, hey, this guy, he doesn't have it. So... I would disagree to to an extent. I, th- I think the expectations are in line with the compensation. You're going to have to do well here. Yeah. Or they'll uh, they'll move on. 806-855-3712. You give us on a scale of 1 to 10 how you rate the Texas Tech men's basketball job, 10 being the best, obviously. Um, where, where do you find it in the realm of college, uh, college basketball on the men's side? Is it a top... Right now, top 20 destination, top 15. Where would you put it? How would you rank it right now? What are the strengths? What are the drawbacks? What are the downsides on the job? Every job has a downside. Every every job has inherent drawbacks one way or the other. Some are more magnified than others. Yep. So we have that aspect to look at as well. Most Texan thing you've done, uh, get on that if you want to talk about t- uh, potential tech coaches. By all means, why not? I mean, we're going to have maybe a, almost a month of this, but... Why not? Still fresh. I had to it's look still up, March Madness. I looked up the baseball combo. Oh, you did? It was the 2020 season, which is why we didn't really get to see it okay. in action. But Clayton Beater Thank you. was starting, and Micah Dallas was coming out of the pen. That's also go. why I was confused, because I forgot that in 2020, Dallas was coming out of the pen. Yeah. Uh, but one of the games I was remembering was uh, Rice... And the last home series, I think. The they last played. home series, and Clayton Beater went a full six, giving up one run with twelve strikeouts, and then Micah Dallas pitched the final three, with one walk and five strikeouts. So seventeen strikeouts, six and three. Give it to me, and if you could switch it and have Tabor Fast pitch three and Gurton pitch six, to finish, every Friday. Either way. Heck yeah. Whatever works. Get on that Friday trifecta, too, as we take the final break of hour number one. Combine strikeouts by Tech starting pitching. Uh, give us the number of Gavin Cash home runs, and then give us Tech wins. You get it right. Domino's Pizza and some Tech baseball tickets will be yours. 806-855-3712. We will take a quick timeout. We're going to finish up hour number one of Two Strong. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. 
action update on Talk 1340, check out VSIN's catalog of original podcasts, daily and weekly programming to keep you in the know when you're on the go. Only at VSIN.com. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Big Ten quarterfinal action today. Purdue favored by five and a half against Rutgers. Michigan State by three and a half against Ohio State. Penn State and Northwestern still even. Same for Maryland and Indiana. In the Pac-12, UCLA favored by five and a half against Oregon. Late odds on Arizona and Arizona State. In the Big 12, Kansas by four and a half against Iowa State. Elter in the AAC, number one Houston favored by 21 and a half against East Carolina. The Pirates paying plus 2,200 on the money line. Mountain West, San Diego State by eight and a half against San Jose State. The Spartans plus 320. SEC Alabama by 7 against Ole Miss. The Rebels plus 245. Get the latest lines and more at vcin.com. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Burrow finishing up our number one of two. Strong with you guys in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock, Texas, USA. It's Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. Question of the day on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate Texas Tech's men's basketball job? Where does it fall in the landscape of college basketball? Is it a 7 Seven and a half, seven and three quarters? Is it an eight? An eight, five? I mean, again, and we've, we've, we've talked about this, from a monetary standpoint, Texas Tech can be right there with anybody. Other than maybe just a few places where you've got guys who have won multiple national championships or things of that sort. The, the, the money's right there. The facility is right there. The fan base in a recent sample size of winning, I mean, is UCLA better than Texas Tech because John Wooden used to coach there? You know? That in the reality of today, because that's the marketplace Texas Tech is in right now. They're in the marketplace of today. Where do you think this job ranks? You tell us, 1 through 10 on a uh, scale of 10, Friday night trifecta. Uh, combined case, Tech starting pitching, Gavin Cash home runs, and uh, Tech victories against Iowa. Get all three right. Win some Domino's pizza. We want you to have that. We want you to have Tech baseball tickets as well. Uh, we're underway with the uh, first spate of games around conference tournaments, Rob. They're at the half in the Big Ten, and top seed Purdue up 29-28 over Rutgers. Uh, conference USA, uh, it's Middle Tennessee 6, FAU 11. FAU coach, you know, I've, I've heard he's a target of Texas Tech. Have you heard that? Uh, and those are the only two games we got going right now. Uh, Big 12 will get going a little later on as the day goes through. So still, it's beautiful. We have day basketball. We have tournament action all day, all night long. It's just the conference tournaments to me are almost as enjoyable as the NCAA tournament. That I, I, it's just like a bo- an added week. Plus, you get it all week long. That it's not just everything crammed into Thursday through Sunday. Rinse, repeat, do it again, uh, and then uh, we go uh, Saturday, Monday. But yeah, the conference tournaments to me ha- have been as fun. That'd be something interesting too to do. That if if you were, you know, just had the uh, giant tour bus and an RV, and you didn't have anything else to do, 
travel around, you know, to hit as many conference tournaments as you could in a week. It, it, really, it started last week. that You could bounce around for two weeks and try to set your schedule to see how many different conference tournaments you could actually take in. I'd need a driver. I would have to hire a driver for this to work, but I've always thought that would be kind of fun. 806-855-3712. Are we going to have to start the crazy-ass coaching rumor of the day for Texas Tech over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, maybe so. Do you still have that tweet up from the uh, Coaching Changes Twitter account? Can you access that? Can I don't, get it? I don't want to paraphrase it uh, if we're going to reference it. We want to make sure we get it right. This is an account that it's pretty plugged in. Pretty, it has been, yeah. It's pretty plugged in on the uh, Coaching so, Changes front. Allegedly how they run this account is there are five or six guys, so they can have plausible deniability, right? that have access to this account and tweet things that they hear. And I I think they are in the basketball world. I can assure you that they are plugged into numerous coaches. So, direct quote. Well, I'm not going to, well, yeah. I guess we can say it all. Yeah. Um, we are told, parentheses, as unbelievable as it sounds, close parentheses, that Barrett Peary kissed Dusty Wumble's ass so incredibly well during his one year in Lubbock that is a serious candidate to replace Mark Adams as the Texas Tech head coach. Now, qualifications aside, could you say that any more in a jerk tone? No. <laughs> there are a thousand ways to write that to where you don't sound like an a-hole. Yeah. But they chose to word it this way. I have a few theories. Uh, I think that's an agenda-driven tweet. Yeah, my theory is that's a, an ex-coach or some assistant or yeah. a coach that's getting railroaded by some bad booster somewhere. That's not Dusty Womble. No. Dusty Womble is a regent. And you can say what he wants about his involvement with the program, but that that's that's not the issue here. No. In my opinion. Not at all. You're... And, I've seen a segment of Tech fans starting to complain about uh, Cody Campbell and Dusty Womble. Stop. You wanted to be in big-time college athletics for years. These are the same people, by the way. Where's our Boone Pickens? Yeah. How come we don't have a fill-in-the-blank guy from University of Texas? You have him. You got him. And they've done incredible things for Texas Tech. If you think this is a desirable job, as we rank it 1 to 10, it's because, because yes, the guy's name on the practice facility, people like that. Oh, we have we have incredible we have the best facilities in the world, but I wish Dusty Wobble would get out of the way. Yeah. What? And take his facility with him. I hope he does. If if people run him out, take yeah. your facility. Never give any money back. They moved the double T scoreboard. They can move the Wobble. Yeah. 806-855-3712. Scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate the Texas Tech men's basketball job? Quick top of the hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Townsquare Media Network.
The Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. A lot of you like us, more of you don't. But you know what? We don't care. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Welcome back. Hour number two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Congrats to us. We've done it again. We've turned morning into afternoon with you fine people. Right here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. We come back in the evening with the daily broadcast around 6.30ish. So follow us on Twitter at Ryan Hyatt Media and check out our website. We archive all the Broadcast and different things we do there at theraiderland.com. He is Rob Bro at Rob Bro Show on Twitter, host of the Rob Bro Show. It comes your way from 1 to 2 Monday through Friday on Talk 103.9 FM in Lubbock and one third of the gambling gauchos, uh, where I, I have a feeling you guys will probably have uh, a whole lot of content generated over the uh, coming days there on the gaucho network. So follow him at Rob Bro Show. Question of the day on a scale of 1 to 10. How do you rate the Texas Tech men's basketball job? Every Friday we ask you to tell us the most Texan thing you have done this week. And we can continue just looking at the potential candidates uh, for who might replace Mark Adams as the head coach. Otherwise, we got uh, Friday night trifecta. We have, it's been so many years since we've done this. I just, I don't know, I just felt like doing it today. It just seemed like a day. We give you three things to uh, pick. If you get all three right, uh, you're going to get some Domino's pizza and some uh, Texas Tech baseball tickets. So uh, combined strikeouts by Tech starting pitching this weekend versus the Iowa's Gavin Cash home runs in the three-game set, and then number of Tech victories. Get all three right, you're going to win something. Uh, we will look at the uh, as the uh, Pac-12 burns and a few other components that maybe are going on, uh, including the Big Ten right now. So text in 806-855-3712. One texter. Says Brett Yormark's going to turn the Big 12 tournament into one of the biggest non NCAA tournament events in sports in the coming years. Not unless they make some of those concession stand items look a little bit better. No, I, I mean, look, it's already been one of the stronger tournaments attendance wise when it is in Kansas City. Um, they've tried Oklahoma City, they've tried Dallas. It just it doesn't work. As much, Rob, as much as I would love it to rotate, you know, and, and I, I still say Oklahoma City from a everybody can get there standpoint, it's great. But I have no problem admitting that Kansas City is the right place for that tournament. Just like I have no problem saying Oklahoma City is the right place at Bricktown for the Big 12 baseball tournament. And that shouldn't rotate. But yeah, Brett Mar- Yormark is going to turn everything into an event. Yep. Not just the Big 12 basketball tournament. Everything will be an event. I'm really excited to see what the Big 12 media days looks like um, with a year to plan. Oh, yeah. Because that was like his first day on the job last year. Quite he wasn't even He wasn't even really on the job yet when Big 12 media. It was a week before he started. Um, I would like to see what that looks like. I wonder if there will be events, concerts, fan Fan attendance, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it'll yeah. look like. Could be, though. Maybe yeah. a party. I mean, it is one of the most useless events, talking about Big 12 Media Days, from a media standpoint, quite literally, 
Yeah. It is a vestige of the past that there's almost no reason. It doesn't generate any news. You don't get anything breaking. Yeah. The coaches speak in cliches and gl- uh, glittering generalities. Um, what if you did have a bunch of fans there? Yeah, I mean... What if the fans got to ask questions? <laughs> That'd be more entertaining. Well, actually, it happened a few years ago with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. That one guy The one up, guy yeah. somehow got in there and... Yeah. This litany of why Cliff was bad and everything. Do you just not recruit defense? <laughs> That's still wild. There's 10,000 defensive players that come out of college, uh, high, high school. school. Yeah, Texas high school football every oh, year. You don't geez. recruit any of them. Why is that? But no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm serious that from a media standpoint, you'd be just as well to do a Zoom call at this point the way they do it. But, okay, turn it into a fan fest. Three lucky tech fans get selected to ask, you know, Coach McGuire a question that it, yeah. And if it wouldn't be well attended, I mean, no, I'm you're sure going to have 20,000 people there. But I mean, they could sit up there. You could have um, a meet and greet. Yeah. You, you could do, you could have all of the coaches. They would hate this, but you could have all the coaches address the Big 12 fans. You yeah. could uh, introduce your team. Uh, there are a lot of things you could do if it was yeah. something like that. You could. You know, the have a dinner. Philip sixty six lunch with a coach. Big yeah. twelve media days. Some yeah. lucky fans are gonna sit down with their head coach and even if there was like Dr. Pepper. Five hundred people from each team. So yeah, uh, 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 to your point, I think everything is gonna take on an atmosphere like that. And I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm I'm good with that. Texter on the text line eight oh six eight five five three seven one two. Coaching jobs that are a ten are very few, but considering everything Tech has to offer with fan base, facilities, money, etc., how can this not be a nine? Fair question. I, I, to answer our, our own question today, Rob, I would have this job as about an eight to an eight five right now. That the duration of you being hyper competitive um, and and all of that is still fairly small, but that's okay. That's okay. But everything else seems to be right there. I would say 0.5 at this point. I re- I reserve nine for just like there might be just one or two tens, right? Like greatest college basketball job to have. What what would the tens be? Kansas. Sorry, Big Twelve people. Kansas is legitimately that job. Uh, is Duke a ten? You know, a lot of times a coach makes a job. Yeah. But I do think Duke is has been built into a 10. I think yes. it's a 10. Yeah. I think Carolina is right there, even though look at what we're seeing this year. Do you think they get in, by the way? Will the committee do everything they can to make sure they get back in? Yeah. So they don't become that trivia question answer. Uh, Kentucky. Yes. Is a 10. After that. I don't know where I would go. What about um is it hard to put a football school as a 10 basketball job? Cuz I would argue Michigan is a 9 maybe. Michigan's a 9. There. Michigan's a 9. UCLA? Gonzaga? 
I think Gonzaga is a coach school, right? Not a program school. UCLA's attendance and facilities and stuff, it's not that great. That's why they're going broke. Yeah. That's why they're having to go to the Big Ten. Yeah. They need some of that stuff. Just trying to think of other basketball schools. Yeah. It's like Michigan, Michigan State have basketball success in history. I'd have Michigan State as a nine with what Izzo's done over the last 20 years. Indiana? Man. Well thought of nationally, it, it is. But we're, they have wandered the wilderness for the most part since Mike Davis had that run. What was that? Oh three, oh two. I can't even remember what year. I mean, it. it they hadn't won a title since eighty six. Syracuse. About to find out, aren't we? Um, I think Baylor is a top job in the Big Twelve. Um, top five, top half of the Big Twelve. They're building a new uh, facility. They're building a new arena. Uh, fan engagement, a little lacking, but yeah. I think of the Big 12 jobs, I certainly wouldn't put them above Texas Tech right now. No. But they've won a national but championship. But they have that big trophy down there, don't they? They had a parade and everything. Saw it. So that's the question on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate the Tech men's basketball job? Uh, Texter says, we're talking about Barrett Perry. Tech could uh, do a lot worse than Barrett Perry. Well, I agree. There's always worse. How would you? I'd pick? love to have Perry uh, on staff. I'd love to see how that yeah. would have worked out. Yeah. You know? How How would you... Sorry, I'm hyper-fixated on this right now. That's uh, okay. How would you power rank the Big 12 jobs? Like, let's get this micro here for a second. Kansas. Kansas, number one. Let's throw out Texas and Oklahoma and bring in Houston and, and BYU and, and Cincinnati. Kansas, Baylor only because of the recent national championship, Texas Tech 3, ahead of Iowa State. I think Iowa State and Kansas State would round out the top five. I'm good with that. Oklahoma State could be, should be, but they just haven't been. No, and I... I do feel like they're focused on football. Yeah. And baseball. I think men's basketball is their third priority. Yeah. I mean, they just built a brand new baseball stadium. They're putting a lot into that. What have they put into basketball? Yeah, not since the enlargement of Gallagher Iba, which that's going on almost 20 years now, hard to yeah. believe. That's kind of, that's where I'd, I think that's where I'd slot it. But I think you could say Tech is a solid three. And again, I'd only have it behind Baylor because Baylor just won a national championship recently. And I, I would probably say it rotates between those five. Um, and that's a meteoric rise for Texas Tech because five years ago this was not a no. top five job in the Big 12. Agreed. Texter says the job is a nine out of ten. Bring Coach K home. If you could bring one retired coach back... Who would you get if you could do a blank check? Jay Wright. Yeah. Jay, we got NIL figured out down here. It's cool. Don't worry about the transfer portal, man. We'll get that handled. You just come down here, make yourself six, six and a half million dollars a year. You coach them up. We'll get you the we'll get you the players. That uh, his ability to do that, do what he did at Villanova, which obviously has been a very good basketball program over the decades. 
Yep. Uh, going back to Raleigh Massimino uh, in the 1980s. Uh, but of all the reti- recent, recently retired guys, yeah, Jay Wright would be the one that I would be most interested in. Texter says the uh, Texas Tech basketball job is solid eight or nine. They have everything needed to win. Coach Beard showed us uh, that, hell, uh, they shouldn't have that game. I don't know what that means. From here, it's possible, guys. Voice to text sometimes gets just a little cluttered. Texter, I think Tech is a nine. It's got to be the best basketball job opening now. Um, I'm trying to separate what I think of Texas Tech with what I think nationally. Mm-hmm. I think Syracuse is a really good job opening. And it is to a certain, I'm not saying it's a national school, but regionally those East Coast guys, right. those East Coast coaches would right. walk over hot coals to get that job. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know? I mean, it's a basketball city. Yeah. It's a basketball area. They York, allow the football team to play in focused. the basketball arena. Yeah. I mean, that is a basketball school. Yeah. They will, if you're winning, they will put, into it, and when we were going through ten jobs, I think Villanova maybe we miss overlooked. Yeah, Virginia, no, no, they Even, just had a hot coach for a while. Yeah, but I think some of those Big Ten schools. Um, now, you could also say, you know, what's the ranking? Is it, you know, a ten across the Power Six, or is it a ten for that school? Right. Uh, because I think a lot of those Big East schools are are ten jobs, uh, but maybe not money wise and salary and and what a Power Six coach might be looking Agreed. for. Agreed. Got to take the time out. You guys jam up the text line. Scale of one to ten, how do you rate Texas Tech men's basketball job? Tech versus Iowa this weekend. We're bringing back the old trifecta. Give yourself a chance to win some baseball tickets and some Domino's pizza. Uh, correctly tell us combined strikeouts by Tech starting pitchers. Gavin Cash home runs for the weekend and Tech wins. How many will they have? 806 855 3712. Quick timeout. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Twenty-one. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We're in the Arctic Air Studios, hanging out till one o'clock on Talk One Hundred Three Point Nine FM News, Money Sports. Than it is the Rob Bro Show. Big on a Friday, coming your way from one to two. ESPN nine sixty San Angelo. Hi there. Most Texan thing you've done this week? Tell us every Friday that talking tech basketball, potential coaches, all of those things. As uh, the weeks will uh, reveal uh, a new coach, probably by the end of March, early April. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate that Tech men's basketball job? And then it's Friday trifecta for Tech baseball. Combined strikeouts uh, by Tech starting pitching. Gavin Cash home runs and Tech wins. Get them all three right. Win some Domino's pizza and some uh, baseball tickets for the Red Raiders. 806-855-3712. Texter combined strikeouts 18. Home runs 1. Wins 2. And they want to know, Rob, does Pat Ewing get another job? You ain't going to be a head coach at a major, major college in, anywhere in the near future. He could drop down, maybe, if he wants to drop down a level. But, uh, no. Pat Ewing not going to get a head job for a while. No, I'll go sit on a bench in the NBA. 
Uh, Texter, what's the one to ten question? If it's how attractive Tech would be to a top tier coach, I'd say six point five. If I'm one hundred percent honest, I wonder what they would say if they were sixty percent honest. Yeah, well, probably uh, six point five. Says so the program is a mess right now. No, 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 it's not. Your coach was a mess. Yeah. Your program's not in a mess. There are national media members that say Texas Tech's facilities are top five. Yeah. I'd probably say they're top ten, just to be generous. Um, fan attendance is second in the Big 12 behind Kansas over the last five years. Um, you've paid uh, top ten salaries to a coach who wins. You've opened up the recruiting budget. Your NIL budget was top three in the in the Big Twelve, and I'm not completely sure on that, but could have been number one this maybe, year. Maybe I don't I don't want it to be because you went five and thirteen. No, but. yeah, yeah. ROI was uh, severely lacking. Yeah, you well, know, part of that was a big chunk taken up by. I almost said something I shouldn't say. Yeah, student athletes. Texter disagrees with me. Completely disagree with you on Big 12 attendance in Kansas City. Average attendance is as follows. OKC, 103,944 held two times. Dallas, 103,279 held three times. Kansas City, 100,008 held 19 times. Does not count COVID year. Uh, also, that uh, goes back to Kemper, which is smaller than the, what are they called, uh, the Sprint Center, but it doesn't really matter. It says, I'm for rotating this and quit giving KUISU and Kansas State home court advantage. Um you can disagree with me all you want. I've been to the tournament in all three locations, and it's better in Kansas City. I want the tournament in one place. I want the basketball tournament in one place. Yeah. And if it's more regional, fine. Uh, a reminder to the texture, the Big 12 tournament is useless unless you're bad. Yeah. Unless you were Oklahoma State. Yeah. That needed the Big 12 tournament. Or Texas Tech. Who de- desperately needed the Big 12 tournament. Or West Virginia, who needed that one win against you. Yeah. But, if you, I mean, if you're good, just make the tournament. You don't you don't need the Big 12 tournament. Now, we'll see how it does in Arlington this year, the Big 12 baseball tournament. Um, and I have a lot of ideas on the Big 12 football championship. A lot of people love that in Dallas every year. Uh, I would love to see that rotate between... Um, Arrowhead and Jerry World. Am I dreaming in my brain? Didn't they play the Big 12 title in Arrowhead? They have. Once or twice? Yeah. I can't remember. Maybe Oklahoma, Kansas State? Yeah. O- Oklahoma, they, Missouri? They played it in St. Louis, I yeah. think, uh, years ago. And now you have Allegiant. And if you expand, right, you could do Allegiant, Kansas City, and Jerry World in a three-year rotation. And there's that little place down there in Phoenix. Yeah. If Just get the, the better Arizona turf. Schools? Don't yeah, get absolutely. the uh, NFL turf. You could do a four. I, I, four might be too many, but why not? I thought it would be interesting if it went home field advantage. Well, you probably have contracts with these oh, uh, know, venues and, and need a date. Remember, saved. this is a put-on game just to raise you know, moneymaker. How long is the How long is the contract with Jerry World? Is there a... I don't know. I wonder if there's a contract that has to be there the next five years or something. Lubbock, Texas. Side of the Big 12 championship game. It would be cool to do home field advantage in the Big 12 uh, championship. That's what they do in the AAC. 
Works pretty well for that thing called the NFL. Oh, well. It'll never happen. Uh, Texter, I would rate the uh, Tech basketball job an eight. I just don't think the Tech basketball team gets the credit it deserves nationally. Beard got all the credit for our recent success. He deserves credit, but I think Tech gave him a lot to work with. Eh, pretty much a coach is always going to get a lot of the credit, one way or the other. Texter, uh, I know it's a little late, uh, but what did you uh, gentlemen think of the John Jones fight? Not a thing. Not a thing. Did you think anything of the John Jones fight? Um, no. He won. He did? Good for him. Yeah. Trifecta. 17 strikeouts. No home runs by Gavin Cash. Three wins. Top 10 coaching job. Tech coach. Unknown commodity who springs several upsets in the tourney. I don't, is that what they're saying they want, Rob? What are, what are they saying here? Tech coach, unknown commodity who springs several upsets in the tourney. I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. But let me say this. I don't want a coach who who punches up. I want a coach who's, who wants his program to be a favorite. I, I, don't, I don't want any of this little man syndrome. I don't want any more of this do more with less crap. I want Tech to be looked at. <laughs> As a team that is expected to win, darn near every night out. I don't want to spring upsets in the tournament. Yeah, we glazed over the, uh, if I was completely honest, I think I stepped on that texture. Did he give a number if he was completely honest? That I just 6.5. Oh, that was his 6.5. That was his 6.5. I thought he was saying, I'll give it a 6.5, but if I was completely no, honest. No, no, he was being oh, completely was honest. Okay. I was wondering if he wasn't completely honest, like if he was 60% honest, what he would tell us. Okay. We may have David Collier coming up here in a few minutes. If we do, that's great. If we don't, it's more of you. 806-855-3712. Get on the text line. It's quick bottom of the hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Point nine. Just slow it down just a little bit here. Backward skate, couples only, backward skate, couples only. 1235, you got Ryan I. It's Land featuring Rob Bro. Taking you to 1 o'clock in the Arctic Air Studios. You can get on the text line 806-855-3712 as you listen on ESPN 960 San Angelo and in Lubbock Talk 103.9 FM. Don't forget, uh, the uh, Rob Bro Show comes your way 1 to 2 on Talk 103.9. Scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate Tech men's basketball job? Most Texan thing you've done this week. Coach search thoughts, and then Friday trifecta, give us combined strikeouts by Tech starting pitching, Gavin Cash home runs, and number of Tech wins in the series. Get it right, Domino's Pizza and Tech tickets coming your way. Uh, David Collar will be with us here in a few minutes. He's a busy man. He's a working man. He's directing content of a sports nature. Uh, Texter says, in my opinion, just ask Womble who he wants and don't be surprised by his selection. Uh, I mean, definitely they need to ask him 
who he likes. He should be consulted, 100%. Now, I'm intrigued by the don't be surprised by his selection. Is that the person who said uh, that it's Barrett Peary? On the uh, coaching change Twitter yeah, account, yeah, they're yeah, they're texting That's in. That's who it is. Now they're texting in. By the way, after that tweet, they uh, blocked all replies to tweets on their account. Oh, that's fantastic! Not before you got in. I quote tweeted them. You can still quote tweet them. If everybody wants to go quote tweet them into oblivion, quote tweet them into Bolivian. <laughs> into Bolivia. Yeah, I've heard good things about Bolivia. Yeah, so Mike Tyson quote. Banks down there are easy. U of H uh, job is a good one, says a texter. And the most Texan thing, it's 58 a day, going to be 88 tomorrow. Uh, I'm out. You guys have a good weekend. Well, thanks for putting the pressure on us. But we uh, we definitely uh, look forward to having a good weekend. I wish Tech was playing this afternoon, though. Um, I you know Maybe wait until the time change to uh, do the uh, Friday night game. But, oh, well, at least it's going to be you know moderately, moderately decent, one might say. I think we could uh, put it that way. Uh, he is the uh, director of sporting-relating content uh, for KMAC 28 and KLBK Channel 13 here in Lubbock. He is the legendary Dave Collier. Also, uh, what's the baseball podcast that you're on? The, I'm sorry, who was, who's on the show? Yeah, David Collier, director of sports content. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Dinger Derby podcast, I believe. It's very famous. It is. Yeah, it's the only uh, podcast dedicated solely to Texas Tech baseball. That's right. You and a uh, yeah, you and uh, Dan Patrick doing the uh, little podcast yep. together. Good uh, stuff. Honored me and Dave and Dan. Yeah, it's Dave and Dan reunited. Absolutely, get Show Killer in there, and uh, things are going to be good. Uh, I did want to have you on to talk a little bit about Texas Tech baseball. Uh, going up against Iowa this week. What do we know about the Iowas? I'm looking at their schedule. Their one loss is to Sam Houston. Uh, after that, though, and I, I, again, it's college baseball. It's hard to win 10 games. I don't care who you're playing. But uh, what do you think that strength of schedule is like as they come into Dan Law Field? Well, they've uh, they boat raced uh, LSU. That's pretty decent. Yep. I don't, have, I don't have the number in front of me, but it was double-digit runs scored against the uh, pretty good Tigers baseball program. It's just a one-game deal, but still uh, a win-to-win against LSU, no matter where you play on that. Uh, according to my buddy Dan, pretty uh, solid pitching staff they have. And the thing that everybody continually talks about is their pitcher, Brody Beck. I actually looked it up. He might be related to Anthony Beck, former tight end who played at West Virginia, uh, Big 12 power. He might be related to him. His father's name is, uh, I can't remember. I Mr. Think Breck. Might, they might be related. Like, I know. It's possible Mr. they could Breck, be related. Yeah. But uh, needless to say, he's a pretty good pitcher himself, throws over 100 miles an hour. He plays football for the Hawkeyes offense. I don't know if I would admit that, but um, <laughs> he can throw a baseball really hard. That's why he's playing baseball. Uh, he, wanted to, he wanted to see what it was like to score points and runs. There you go. Yeah, definitely not doing it on the football field. I think he had nine catches this past season for the high-flying Hawkeye offense. There you go. Saturday's game with Molina and Breck, if they're both on, could be over in about an hour and 40 minutes. Right. That's that's the plan. If it could go pretty quick, I think all Red Raider fans would appreciate that after last Sunday's outing. 
Uh, let's go to Sunday. Kyle Robinson has pitched his way back into the rotation, and and you know, just uh, I'll say, I'll go ahead and say it. I thought it was a stellar outing down there under the circumstances uh, against uh, Texas A and M in Houston. How important is this start for him to maybe really let Tim Tadlock know that he can be your Sunday guy? Yeah, right. I mean, I was wondering if it was going to be this or if he was going to stick with Tabor fast because he even said on his radio show Monday that Kyle was going to start against New Mexico, and that kind of got goofed up a little bit by throwing six yeah. solid innings and extra innings. But I think he needs to have a good outing, right? Because I'm not that he's going to have a short string, but I would imagine we would see Tabor fast in there pretty quick if uh, if it goes wrong like it did his first outing. But, yeah, I mean, my goodness, six. I think he threw five no-hit innings to start, only gave up one hit and six innings in, out of the bullpen. That was a pretty uh, – a lot of people were swinging for the fence, probably trying to get that thing over. But hey, they didn't hit anything. No, then that's I, last time I looked at a pitcher. That's probably a good thing if they're not hitting you. You you might be doing something good here. That's that's what the Dan always tells me. Yeah, yeah, and he is. I mean, he's an expert. Gavin Cash uh, in his new home here in Lubbock, Texas. It's you're hard pressed to go back over the last many years and find a better start through 14 games and what he is putting together. It's what is he's over 460 now, 464 on the average, the 20 RBI. What do you think has impressed you most about him coming into this lineup and what he's doing for Tadlock? Well, it's probably that. I mean, just being a consistent bat, uh, pretty solid glove at first base. Hopefully his ankle's uh, doing okay. Dude swung out of his shoes a couple times the last couple games. He get hurt his well, I can't remember which ankle it was, but he hurt his ankle against the Aggies and swung out of his shoes at one point, just uh, gritted through that game, and then swung out of his shoes again against New Mexico, but ended up with a couple of hits against the Lobos. I think it's just, you know, that's a consistent consistent bat, and what he's batting, I think, six in the lineup. You got a guy hitting those numbers, and he's six in your lineup. Uh, can't ask for much more than that, especially uh, the glove that he's had at first base as well. You got a lot of guys to choose from on this one, uh, David. But early season returns, which newcomer and/or freshman has impressed the most? Take Gavin Cash out of the equation. Oh, geez. Well, uh, it might not be the most exciting thing in the world, but I'll go with Nolan Hester. That guy is a walk machine, and he's at the top of the lineup, so he's getting on base. It's maybe not flashy, but I'll take a guy that's going to get on base for you and set the table for everybody else. Yeah, he's ranking right now. I know now. there's plenty of options. Oh, yeah. But Hester is fifth in walks right now in the league. In the, in the lineup of a, what is it, fifth? Fifth six? in the country, yeah. Yeah, and then you got, I mean, there's. that's not fair. I mean, you can go one, two, three. You got Harrelson in two, Bazell. I mean, he gets on base, too. A lot of doubles out of that guy and Ross. I'm going to go with the leadoff guy, though. Let's fast forward to May just a little bit. How important do you think it will be come May that Hudson White is not having to catch every single inning of every game in February and March? Yeah, uh, I think Tim Tadlock probably wishes he wouldn't have pitched or caught 16 innings the other night as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to be huge. I don't know. What we know of Dylan Maxey yet, other than, you know, he's been pretty solid himself, but just to have that option back there 
and not have to grind it out uh, like uh, dang it mine just actually went blank um, Monterey pitcher Braxton Fulford yeah Braxton Fulford that guy I could I could see his face and I could see the picture from the Avalanche Journal with his bat on fire but that's all I could see uh, <laughs> you know you don't want to put those those innings on a on a catcher like that like we had we had to see Braxton go through a few years back so yeah uh White can spend some time in second base if needed. Hopefully, Austin Green gets back sooner rather than later. But, yeah, if you, if you don't have to wear him out behind the plate, that would be super. Visiting with David Collier, he is the director of sports-related content, intercollegiately and otherwise, at uh, KMAC 28 and KLBK Channel 13. Shift gears, if we can, to Texas Tech basketball. We're asking the question today, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the Tech men's basketball job nationally? Where do you think it falls right now? Uh, seven, seven, eight. Yeah, I'm comfortable eight, with an eight. Higher? Anywhere in the eight range, I'm, I'm comfortable. It's yeah, it's an eight. I mean, I think it's an eight. Why would it not be an eight? You've got you've proven that uh, people are going to pony up the money to pay players. You got great facilities that I think it matters with that facility. You know. The more we go forward, I don't know how much facilities are going to matter with players as long as they're getting paid. But that facility still kind of holds its weight. It's They've got their home away from home there. They can go shoot two in the morning if they want to. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty far up there. I mean, the fact that people – I think it would be a great job for Sean Miller. I just don't know – you know, some of those names out there, you, you kind of got to look at the checkered pass type part of it. And I don't know if that's somebody that can land here right now. Think it'll be a young up and coming coach or an older established coach? I know it's hard to guess right now without knowing kind of who some of the candidates probably are. Yeah, I, that, that's that's what makes this one interesting, I think, because it is a good enough job to get a bigger name, right? Just what bigger name is currently out there that's going to go here i know everybody throws rick patino around as well it's that's on the old end i mean how much longer is that guy going to go uh and then then is it a splash higher enough if you get a young name that's maybe not you know i, I don't know if, if do you want enough up and comer for this job that's the question i think you want somebody that's somewhat established that can get good players in here you know I, I think this job is, be- yeah, this job has become good enough that you don't have to quote gamble on, on yeah. somebody unproven. Yeah, it's just uh, the the Will Wade to the world, and maybe the Sean Millers. Those the the past is the thing that concerns me there. If I told you right now, other issues. If I told you right now, you could hire Eric Musselman away from Arkansas. Would you do it? I would, just because I think he's a, a solid name, and I mean. If you can't beat him, hire him. Something like that. Is that a thing? Could be. I think he would. I think. I think I would take him over an up and comer, just because he's established and he's uh, proven he can pluck people as well. But then again, the money people pluck the people. I think. There you go. Or so. How about Barrett Peary? Do you want Barrett Peary back? Uh, I would love to see him back as an assistant. Yeah. See, that's that's what I would see as well. I, it, you just can't. I, I've seen him floated around too. I don't know if you want him as the head coach. Portland State is that where he was the head coach? Yeah. At? 
Yeah. Top assistant would love his influence on the offense. I want this program to become more offensive in a good way. Uh, would love to see that happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board for that as well. Uh, tell them what you, they're going to see when they tune into 28 and 13 uh, tonight. Uh, well, you, you'll watch some high school baseball, some decent high school baseball going on with the first bank classic going on here in town. I just got, uh, I just left Friendship High School. They just took an early two to nothing lead against Hollyville Harrier. I appreciate Santi Sanchez coming up with a big hit there so I could <laughs> hop in the car and head over to Cooper to get uh, Cooper's contest. It's, uh, about 45 minutes into that one. Hopefully they waited to score runs until I get there. But we'll have some high school baseball as well as tech baseball. Yes, the challenge of sports photogs, just trying to get a highlight to show you people, if you only knew. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at TV Dinger Derby Podcast with uh, Dan Patrick. It's good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Ryan. Drive safely. Observe all warning signs. Final segment of the week coming up for you on a scale of 1 to 10. How do you rate Texas Tech men's basketball job? Uh, you got uh, trifecta tonight. Combined strikeouts by Tech starting pitching. Gavin Cash home runs. Number of Tech wins against Iowa. Get them all three right. Win some Domino's pizza and some Tech baseball tickets. 806-855-3712. We'll come back. We'll finish it up strong. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Segment of the day, final segment of the week. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you to one Arctic Air Studios on Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports here in Lubbock. And then it's the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2. So get your locks of the weekend ready to roll and anything else that uh, that may imply. ESPN 960 San Angelo, thanks for hanging out with us. If you want to keep listening, download the app on KKM.com. Question of the day on a scale of 1 to 10 How do you rate Texas Tech men's basketball job? Most Texan thing you've done this week. Uh, we got Friday night trifecta as well. You still got time to get in. Give us combined strikeouts by Tech starting pitching. Gavin Cash home runs. Texas Tech victories. You get all three right, you're going to get some Domino's pizza and some Tech baseball tickets. All right, we had referenced it earlier. I don't want to accuse of putting something out there that we didn't get to, which happens every single day. But yeah, uh, Mark Harlan is the Utah athletic director. So earlier this week, Dennis Dodd had the piece from the Big 12 basketball tournament detailing all the uh, conversations and uh, not backroom dealings, it sounds like front room dealings that the Big 12 is having with the four corner schools and blah, blah, blah. We're all familiar with that. He uh, quote tweets the Dodd article last night, and it just says, give me a break. Rob, I don't want Utah in the Big 12. Me neither. And I don't think they want to be in the Big 12. Nope. I think they're running scared. I don't think they think they can get in. Didn't want those grapes anyways. That Utah is just... Man, I, I don't have anything to do with them now. They're, they're still... Half of them are thinking they can go to the Big 10. Half of them, I don't know, or think... You know what I think is that they're very comfortable with the idea of the Pac-12 just going out and getting some scrub schools and that they're back in the old uh, whack Mountain West, whatever you want to call it, type days 
and that they can dominate that and still get to the playoff. I think I, I really think that's what their end goal is right now. But the whole give me a break, let's see how well that ages, right? When it comes out yep. that Utah has been talking for weeks and months with Brett Yormark and Big 12 officials. Or that they weren't involved. And yeah. by four corners, it was just a combination of four corner schools. And Arizona and Colorado leave him in the dust. Yeah. Give him a break. Yeah. But I think that uh, that's awesome. Go ahead. You say it, Mark. You stay there. You stay there in whatever's left of the Pac-12. Uh, the uh, Big Ten watch right now on renewed expansion is centering on the last day of Ke- uh, Kevin Warren, which is April 17th. He officially leaves the league. That There are those who believe that when he is gone, that that will allow, even if it's an interim-type CEO uh, running the league, that they begin to move again on potential Washington or Oregon. We'll see. That The Big Ten is so hard to read right now because apparently apparently the Kevin Warren uh, tenure behind the scenes, not everybody was on the same page or they didn't like him or something something was holding that up, that they were all in agreement on USC-UCLA, but that beyond that, it sure looks like they just wanted to get get rid of Warren, and Warren helped himself out. He got gone, and then now they'll figure it out from there. I still lean to the idea that they do take Oregon and, and, and Washington because more and more reports are coming out that both of those schools are willing to take a prorated share, right. less than full, that they would sign up right now for $40 million and call it good just to be in there. Makes sense to me, you know, that if they're willing to do that, if they're willing to take that deal, that it completely makes sense to me that they would do that. And thus ends the Pac-12 conference, except for Utah, who will be king of the Pac-12, featuring Fresno, Boise. Yeah, be fun to watch. So forget about Utah. Not the whole state. We like uh, we like BYU. They're going to be great partners here. The Rob Rowe Show is coming up. Get your uh, locks for the weekend ready to roll. Text in 806-855-3712. We'll probably be back tonight around 630-ish with the daily broadcast. Enjoy some uh, tech baseball. We'll have a couple of Diamond Talk editions this weekend for you as well on Saturday and Sunday following the games. For Rob, I'm Ryan. We'll see you Monday in Raiderland. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Townsquare Media Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.